Mark's Ish Brothers Podcast. My name is Joseph. I am Cam. And this week we are going to dive into some news and talk about Asteroid City. Uh, so to kick off the news, I'm starting off strong. I'm starting off swinging. I'm saying a big old fuck you to uh, movie companies. Um, recently, uh, Deadline came out with a sort of expose of how studios and streamers have been sort of playing at the uh, uh, negotiations with the writer strike. And uh, the quote is, uh, the end game is to allow things to drag on until union members start losing their apartments and losing their houses. Oh my God. That, that, that's a literal quote from the executive. So if you ever needed a reason to be like, hey, studio executives are bad. Uh, and I don't know who you should side for uh, on this strike. Maybe side with people who are at risk of losing their homes and not the people who have all the money in the world. Yep. Uh, that's, that's my first bit of uh, strike news and labor news. But my, my next, I, I have one little bit more. Um, and that is that, uh, well, today, the day of recording, July 12th, uh, yep. Wednesday, uh, at midnight tonight, we are most likely going to be seeing a, a SAG strike. Yep. Uh, so we are on the precipice of that happening. And uh, yeah, it's, it's very interesting to see how this is going to play out. Uh, obviously, from this podcast, uh, we stand with the workers and not oh, with oh, the corporations. Police. Police. So uh, yeah, do what you can to support. I, I'm looking into seeing how I, how I can support but i guess uh, how do i I contribute with zero dollars okay yeah uh, well uh, and uh, in a sense to anyone who's listening to this podcast maybe uh you can do something but yeah you have money maybe maybe you have money or maybe you have influence or maybe you know someone who has money i don't know uh yeah so if you like movies like you probably do if you're listening to this podcast I don't know. Yeah. Write 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 a strongly worded letter to be like, hey, pay the writers to someone. I don't know. And now the actors. And now actors too, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, that's that's my quick little angry labor minute. Do you have anything yeah. to say on that? Yeah, I just want to touch on, touch on like the things that are still in production up until midnight, because like obviously a lot of shows are still in production and movies, but like. Now, starting starting midnight, people coming into work tomorrow are crossing the picket line. Yep. So I'm very curious what shows are going to keep going because, like, I imagine that, like shows like Andor. I can't imagine that that most actors would cross the picket line there. Well, uh, didn't the director already like yeah cancel cancel stuff because of the writer strike? So I can't yeah. imagine. Like, well, yeah, well, are, are they like, even are they even still doing stuff at this point? Well, because like Tony Gilroy is like. Um, like well, I, I, they'd, they'd kept going for a bit because Disney was like, "Oh, we need, we need this," and then Tony Gilroy was like, "Little like because like, like Tony Classic Gilroy, Disney. I'm, I'm pretty sure is WGA as well as director." Yeah, probably. Like, yeah, because some are some are, are both. Yeah. So, so, so like, or, like the Daniels. Daniels, exactly. So I'm curious, like again, like what. Because like obviously like Deadpool three is in production right now, even though that one that one, that one, that one has been keeping going despite the writer strike. So there's a few things that are up in the air. I'm like I don't think this is like yeah. I'm very curious what's going what's going to happen going forward with it with this. Yeah. Um, and speaking of that, I have uh, 
news that's sort of related to both Disney and labor. And that is that Bob Iger, he had his contract extended as CEO uh, of Disney until 2026. Uh, did you see that? Yeah. Um, obviously, he had retired a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, Bob Chapek had been running the show and had not done a very good job. Mm-hmm. So he was replaced with Bob Iger again. So Iger came out of retirement. Again, I didn't see it coming for three, for three more years. I thought I thought it was going to be like a temporary one or two years type of thing, yeah. and then pass the reins on to someone else. But I guess he's, I mean, Iger has run Disney pretty well from a just a pure them taking taking over the world cast standpoint. <laughs> so for, 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 if you're a capitalist, then he's doing a, a great job. Um, yeah, definitely. But uh, well, I mean, he's known most recently for laying off seven thousand Disney employees. Uh, I would say the movies that have been coming out recently under his tenure are not hitting well with audiences very Mm -hmm. much. Um, So while he's making a lot of, well, I guess uh, monopolies in the movie industry, which is good for like the fiscal aspect of Disney, but even, even Disney's been losing money under him. So I don't know. Uh, he, ultimately it shows just the capitalism doesn't know how to keep itself alive and at some yeah. point uh, if there's no government intervention to break the, up Disney then it's going to eat itself alive I think yeah pretty much that sounds about right so yeah I thought that, that was that was interesting um, you said you had some news too right yeah happy casting this is on the other side of the uh, proverbial media sphere so this is Warner, Warner Brothers they're we started in the DCU, their DC universe type thing. So Blue Beetle has has had a second trailer come out. Mm-hmm. Dune has a second. Tra- trailer. When, when does uh, Blue Beetle come out? That's in August. That's like next next month. Oof, that's soon. They, they, they haven't been marketing it uh, a ton. So like, but it sounds like um, the, the actor uh, Jola Maradona is going to be in the DCU. Whether whether, whether or not the movie is canon, mm-hmm. the character will definitely cross over. Okay. Um. Yeah. So casting for. Um, Superman Legacy has been happening, so we have a, we we have a Clark and Lois confirmed. That was confirmed like last week, a couple weeks ago. David Cornswet and Rachel Brosnahan are playing Clark and Lois, respectively. Um, and now yesterday there was a bunch of other castings, four other castings. Um, Isabella Merced, um, she's been in a few things. Uh, the Dora film, she was in Transformers, one of them. Um, she was playing Hawk Hawk Girl. Um, you got Guy Gardner, Green Lantern, who's like one of the lesser Green Lanterns, but is still he has fans. Um, mm-hmm. being played by Nathan Fillion, who's cloud with with every single James Gunn film, so that wasn't going to stop here, definitely. Yeah. Um, Mr. Terrific, Curtis Holt is being played by uh, Eddie Cathagy, who was um, Darwin in X Men First Class, known for being the person, the black person who can, who can't die, who dies. So mm-hmm. he. He's getting in another shot as superhero role, as Mr. Terrific, and then we're getting um, Anthony Kerrigan as Metamorpho the Element Man. So he's a shapeshifter elements and stuff. Okay, not not to be confused with Elemental, the latest Pixar movie. That also did not did not do great, but still made more than the Flash somehow. So. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's a children's movie and it's summertime, so parents are probably just taking their kids to have something to do for an afternoon. True, very true. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, a movie you you could bring or could you bringing your kids to should be transition. Uh, <laughs> well, not not quite. I I have one more thing, which okay. is a uh, well, it, it does kind of work. It's also a movie that you shouldn't bring your children to, but it's about child trafficking, and that is oh God. Uh, Sound, of, Sound freedom. of Freedom. Sound of Freedom. Uh, so, um, what a segue. Uh, not the one that you intended, but I'll I'll take it nonetheless. Yeah. So have you been seeing on tw- well on Twitter? I've been seeing some stuff, but have you been seeing like the conspiracy theories uh, surrounding Sound of Freedom? Oh my god, I love that p- the people t- are thinking that like poor cinema conditions are the deep state. <laughs> yes, it's like my favorite thing. Hey, hey, like they didn't turn off the lights. Yeah, I've been at like Disney movies where they forgot to turn off the lights in the movie theater before. Like <laughs> I've had like to, to our lo- lo- local cinema, I've had to go multiple times to the front desk and like they'll, they'll be starting trailers. But like the, the the screen won't be on. Yeah, and you so can just, just like hear it play, and you're like, so I keep having that's like, not so right. Like, I've, I, me or my friends have had to go to the front desk multiple times to be like, hey, the screen isn't on in cinema six, cinema five. So, yeah, yeah. So it's been all over the place here. Um, so well, <laughs> let, let me do a quick little little explanation for those of you who are unaware of what Sound of Freedom is and why 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 would we be against an anti child trafficking movie because you're you'd be like hey child trafficking that's a bad thing and you know what i agree with you true but when that movie is a made by like QAnon-esque conspiracy theorists yep and where the movie itself is basically uh weird homeland security propaganda that yep. doesn't tell the truth about child trafficking and basically is just used as being like, hey, the Democrats are child predators and so are Mexicans. When that's like really not the case. It's usually just like really rich Americans. Yeah. Who like, like are, are, are the main customers of child trafficking? It's and not like really... there's a sitting Republican <laughs> congressman who's, who's currently on a case for human trafficking right now. Yeah. <laughs> so like... like Maybe, maybe uh, as Jesus would say, uh, look after the log in your own eye before you point out the splinter in someone else's. Yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know Jim Caviezel is a little bit more of a QAnon guy. Is this one also produced by Mel Gibson? I know Mel, Mel, Mel Gibson and Jimmy Jim Caviezel are buddies going back to. I don't know. Passion, I, I, I would be surprised. Passion days. So. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's something that's happening. Um, so, I would recommend not going to this movie. It's made a lot of money. I think opening weekend it had like forty million dollars in sales. Yeah, like and like almost zero marketing. It's all word of mouth by QAnon. It's God's not dead all over again. Oh God. Okay, we should do that movie sometime. I think that we, would be a we, we should. fun time. Uh, you and the audience, if if there's anyone out there listening, uh, first, thank you, and second, let us know if you would want to hear us talk about God's uh, Not Dead. D- DMS Marks Ish underscore Bros on yeah. on both media platforms. Yes, uh, and now if you don't have any more news, we can segue to our the the oh, main I event. Oh, I forgot Joseph oh. Pangton, Wonka. Paul oh Kane. yes, no, I I also want to talk about the, the trailers. Kane. Okay, I have, so I have two trailers. Much, but yes, on see. a much better, <laughs> a much happier note. Yeah. Paul King, director of Pangton 1 and 2, Keeper of My Soul, is directing another film, and it is Wonka, starring Timmy Chalamet, you got Hugh Grant, you got, I'm pretty sure that was Olivia Coleman in there, great cast. So, so what, what, are Pankton, your, what, what are your thoughts? 
I think Shalmay looks like the worst part of the part of the movie, but I think Paul King is gonna help him with the help of Hugh Grant and also a good world building and such. Okay, because yeah, I agree. Uh, Timothy Chalamet isn't isn't a weird enough guy. You, you, yeah, you, need, you he, need a weird guy. He doesn't quite have the whimsy, you know, or the the oddness. Like he just seems like he's like, I don't know, a hipster. Yeah, <laughs> you, you need someone who's like, this person isn't right in society. You need Tom Cruise. <laughs> that, would, that would be interesting. Uh, I, I was thinking like Will Poulter could even pull it off. Oh yeah, that, that that that's good. A lot of people are talking about um, Jeremy Allen White from uh, the Bear because he looks very much like a young Gene Wilder. Yeah, I don't know. There, there, there are options, uh, but the other trailer that I am not sure if you've seen yet, but the trailer for Napoleon, the new I didn't Ridley. Watch this. <gasps> you haven't watched the trailer yet? I know, I know, I know. I I'm a big uh, really, really Scott head. In our friend group, I'm the I am the main proponent of the movie The Last Duel, which is really Scott's. Last film that don't came out yeah. before or after House of Gucci because those came out like at the uh, same time. Yeah, I think they were like the same year, but I think The Last Duel is newer. Okay, Last Duel is freaking amazing. Like I no one it, does. So I I can't I can't say. It's the Rashomon style storytelling, but it's um it's an assault. You don't like it's not they don't go into graphicness because it's, it's I'm pretty sure it's. No, it's it's still art, but like, they they don't like trauma porn. It you know they yeah. don't they don't like, oh, that's which tra- is good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, but, uh, the trailer. You need to watch the trailer for Napoleon. It looks okay. amazing. Joaquin Phoenix is the perfect uh, person for this role. He, pl- he plays just a weird, <laughs> weird guy who Napoleon was. Do you and... see the thing about uh, oh how we shouldn't be glorifying Napoleon because he was a tyrant? <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> Okay, I don't think they're really glorifying him in this movie, but uh, sure, why not? Yeah, <laughs> people people will will be offended by like literally anything nowadays. Yeah. They, about, uh, they make a movie about a controversial figure, even even if that's <laughs> the point. Yes. Uh, so um, also, I just wanted to take this this as an opportunity to be like, uh, it's very interesting that two of like the most anticipated movies of the year, Napoleon and uh, the Killing of the Flower Moon. Are both yep. coming from Apple, which yes. uh, is interesting. I'm not sure if it's good or bad. I don't really like Apple from a labor side of things. But, but both they're... are both sorry. Both, both, both are like de- 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 debuting in cin- in cinemas, right? Yes, but like okay. it's a it's an Apple production. So like, right. That, that's who fun- who's funding it. So uh, I am cautious about these movies because I don't know. Apple's a little strange. At least. Uh, Sorry. But but they have done like pro labor yeah. stuff like uh uh oh, what's that show? I want to say Succession, but it's not that one. It's That's uh, HBO. Yes. Yeah, so, what's the show with? Adam oh Sue? um, why can't I? It's on, it's on the tip of my tongue. Severance. Severance. Thank you. Uh, so like much like how Amazon supports uh Ridley Scott, not Ridley Scott, uh, Boots Riley. Don't know yeah. why I confuse those two. Who is also uh, very different filmmakers. <laughs> very different filmmakers. Uh, who's like an obvious anti-capitalist, and but he's still with Amazon Studios. I'm op- I'm interested to see how Apple plays in this in this sort of world. But you had something to say. Uh, yeah. Uh, I forgot about. Oh, at least someone's give, giving money to like the old masters. You know, like they're they're both in their. I think Scorsese is in his eighties. 
Mm-hmm. I think Ridley Scott's for sure in, in his late seventies, mm-hmm. or maybe even in his eighties as well. As, as well. I mean, so but, did Amazon. So. Well, yeah, but like, well, like, notice how they're not we're working with like Paramount, Paramount, or Warner, or Disney, or Twentieth Century Studios. They're working for like these newer companies that are like taking a chance on, because like. Very few people would give Martin because it's like Martin, Martin because he was like, "Hey, I need I need two hundred million dollars to make this movie right," and no one said yes to him except for literally Apple. Yeah, but I mean, Apple's just worth so much money, so they can literally do whatever they want. Very true. Uh, anyways, now let's move on to Asteroid City. Here we are. I've just informed the president. How long can they keep us in Asteroid City legally? The world will never be the same. That's an alien doing jumping jacks. That's an alien in a top hat. What's out there? The meaning of life. Maybe there is one. Are you married? I'm a widower. But don't tell my kids. You're saying her mother died three weeks ago. Let's say she's in heaven, which doesn't exist for me, of course. But you're so do you have some fun facts for us? Yeah, after Trinity came out in 2023, um, officially stated May 27, uh, June June 16th, May 23rd, at watch.com. Mm-hmm. 105 minutes long, has a great cast. Well, written written directed by Wes Anderson, story by, by Roman Coppola. Stars Jason Schwartzman, Scott Johansson, Tom Hanks, Jeffy Wright, Tilda Swinton, Brian Cranston, Edward Norton, Adrian Brody, Liev Schreiber, countless others, including Steve, Steve Carell, Hong Chow, Willem Dafoe. What a, what whole, a cast! What what a cast! Oh, Wes Harrison knows knows people, and people yeah. like working with him clearly because or else they wouldn't work with him, obviously. Well, and, and like people don't get paid very much to be in his movies. Uh, yeah. Like like uh, which I find interesting. Like Edward Norton said, he got like paid like under five grand to be in the movie. Oh, budget budget was twenty five million. Yeah, That's very, 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 very low. Well, for this sort of star cast sort of thing, so like, I, I, big, big stars want to be in it just for fun. Yeah, uh, which is, I think, a testament to sort of the talent that Wes Anderson has. Definitely. Um, I well, while we're on the topic of of, of actors, um, what did you think of the acting in this movie? It was great because, well, the frame device is it's a play. Yeah, what, 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, I was, we should probably do a summary before we get into yeah. the, the things. So, Asteroid City is a is a the movie is a almost a live production or it's a recorded production of a of another play as a presentation. It's multi multi layered. It's so like the, the acting is just a bit off. The state the sets the sets are are just a bit off. It it really toes that line and gives you a wink and it, but also with genuine sincerity too. Mm-hmm. It's I love it. It's I haven't watched a ton of Wes Wes Anderson. I've watched Rushmore and uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox, which we did on this podcast. Movie. Yes, uh, but I'm pretty sure this might might be my, my favorite favorite that I've seen so far. Okay. Uh, obviously, I have a lot to catch up on, but like this movie's great. I had a great time. I laughed a lot. Uh, I I cried a, a, a little bit, but like I was surprised at how much I, I was laughing in, in the theater. In, in the theater. Mm-hmm. I I would uh, agree with you on that. Uh, I'll I'll give you a quick little summary of the of the movie. This so this is the letterboxed uh, uh, review. Yeah. Uh, so set in a fictional American desert town uh, in 1955, uh, the what is it? Uh, the itinerary of a junior stargazer slash space cadet convention 
organized to bring together students and parents from across the country for fellowship and scholarly competition is spectacularly, spectacularly disrupted by world-changing events. So, yes, that, that, that is the movie. This, not, nothing too much to spoil in this movie because most of it's like in the trailer. Uh, it's yeah. more just you're there for the ride. Um, yeah. With that being said, so what, what did you think of the acting in this movie? Again, it, it, it was great. I loved, like, I think my, my standout was probably, was probably Jason. Like, he's the lead, but Jason Schwartzman was, was really good. Mm-hmm. Like, cause like he hasn't been like a lead a lot. Like Rushmore was twenty some years ago. Yeah, but like he was very like it's just neat to see him as a like age as a performer. Like watching Rushmore and then watching this one almost back to back. Yeah. Um, uh, see. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, to add on to that, I found that he did a really good job with like on stage chemistry with Scarlett Johansson, which. Uh, like it's it's a very sort of dry chemistry, but I felt like yeah. it worked quite well. Uh, what Definitely. did you think of of their sort of uh, uh, playing off of each other? Definitely, it it worked well, and like you buy their they're both, they're both in really rough places, and that's what kind of brings people together sometimes. Like you can tell it, w- w- it wasn't like a super healthy dynamic, mm-hmm. but like it was it was both what they needed at the time, which is like okay, who can blame them? Like they're <laughs> they're stuck in hell, <laughs> like it's. Yeah, and, and that kind of brings me a little off of what I, I wanted to do in terms of uh, sequencing. But uh, kind of one of the themes of this movie definitely seems to be COVID and sort of the reactions to lockdown. Um, yes. And and kind of their relationship definitely seems to be one of uh, we're kind of stuck here, so let's make the best of our, our circumstance. Not necessarily that we're truly in love or anything, but we're just trying to kind of get through the day and maybe having sex is going to just kind of make us have a better time, um, which is, which is similar fair. to what, yeah, which is uh, similar to how like when COVID was, was run, run amok uh, in like the early 20, uh, 20 and, and so forth, where you like heard of people were just like move in with each other because like they were lonely. Happened to, yeah. Happened to be like dating or seeing each other a couple times, but Hey, they're like, yeah, like, like, <laughs> like, uh, we we've only been together for like a week, but also, uh, we're we're horny and let's uh, <laughs> like rent's, r- rent's pricey. Let's 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 share a place. Exactly. So, like, well, like he has like Wes Anderson hasn't said specifically that this is a COVID movie. I think it is very specifically sort of uh his attempt to unpack the uh, sort of the emotional tolls that covid had on people which mm. i found quite intriguing um what are your thoughts on that yeah it's definitely like it's um it's the like the, sub, the, 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 the subtext is definitely there he doesn't quite say it out loud mm-hmm. but like even just just like the oh man government's government's getting involved now because there was an alien type thing it's the, okay it makes sense it, it's the Again, like like lockdown, it was the logical logical response. Mm-hmm. But like, it still impacts people on a daily basis. It, it just changes how you, how you live your life, and you have, and you have to adapt. Yeah, and you get to see them adapt. You get to see this how the how the little town does things, what everyone's job is. Yeah, because uh, yeah, like I wouldn't say it's like an anti-government film. Like some no, might, might, might might think uh, when you say like a COVID lockdown. Uh, 
dissection, but uh, I, I just found it uh, really fascinating to look at through that lens. Um, the other thing that I found quite interesting is sort of like a, uh, his, his sort of like, I guess, atheism discussion in this movie. Yes. I, 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 there's several noted points where he's like, uh, I'm an atheist or... Uh, like I don't believe there's a god, and then other people are being like, no, like, uh, uh, like there, there, there is a god, and, and like there's like a whole like f- funeral procession. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I just found that very interesting because like, well, some of his movies like kind of come across that way. He's never really said it explicitly. Uh, I know you don't have as much of a, a history of his uh, discography, but uh, what do you think of it as kind of like a newcomer to Wes Anderson? Yeah, it. Like, I think if this was your first Wes Anderson, you might be a little taken aback. Mm-hmm. Um, but and it was my third. So, like, I'd, I I've di- I did dip my toes in the Anderson waters. I'm mm-hmm. very familiar with certain concepts that he likes to touch on. And, yeah, d- d- definitely, yeah, like, I don't think he's mentioned r- r- religious stuff before. Mm-hmm. But, like... I'm not sure if, if he was like raised religious or if he was something he's like fighting fight or that's something that's something he's fighting with currently about like religion and stuff. I believe he was raised Catholic, but I'm not 100 sure. Okay, but yeah, so he, 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 you definitely know you can you, you can tell that he's pretty well versed in it. I think just like the way people act, the way the way that that certain where religious people act and react to certain things. I'm like, okay, okay yeah, I buy that from. Mm-hmm. whoever yeah from whichever point you're, you're, you're coming from but yeah uh, anyways I, I want to quickly go back to acting uh, before I forget about this uh, the the once so you, you said like your standout was Jason uh, Schwartzman uh, my standout was Steve Carell yes. I don't I don't think Steve Carell has ever been in a Wes Anderson movie before but his his visual gags in this movie really worked for me and i i hope that we see more steve carell in wes anderson movies going Definitely. forward like like there's just like little moments where like he's just in the background doing funny little things that just really worked yeah um and yeah uh and, and then the the other thing i, I want to mention is that uh the cast well very good is missing two notable people mm-hmm. them being owen wilson and bill murray so this yes. is this is the first time that Bill Murray has not been in a Wes Anderson movie in some capacity since Bottle Rocket, which for those in the know is his very first movie. Yeah. So this is one of two movies that Bill Murray has not been in, and then Owen Wilson, also like a longtime collaborator um, with Wes Anderson, they wrote uh, Bottle Rocket together, which Owen Wilson starred in, and Owen Wilson is uh, either co-wrote or produced or acted in some capacity in almost all of Wes Anderson movies. And I'm pretty sure Owen's brother Luke has also been in, in a few of Wes Anderson movies as well. Oh, yes. Yeah. So they're, uh, they're a family affair. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's why I have on acting. Um, next, uh, what do you think of the score? It was good. It um, it definitely touches, like, it's definitely um, evo- evotic. It definitely evokes the era. The fifties yep. style, like and like, and also with like the with like the the black and white special, uh, I'm, I'm pretty, and like how they use the score to like, um, 
how you, how you use the score to either like cut from one thing to the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, yeah, it was Alexander Desplat who did the score. He but it, it's mainly like songs that are from the fifties that were spliced into this movie. Yes. But yeah, put together quite nicely. I mean, like the last train to San Fernando, I f- found uh, oh. very catchy, very very upbeat. Felt very Wes Andersony. Definitely. Uh, which brings me into my next point, uh, which I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention, and that's cinematography, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, c- cinematography is definitely one of the things that Wes Anderson is known for for his framing, how how his shots look. Uh, there's been a recent trend on on like TikTok and Instagram of people trying to replicate uh, Wes Anderson. Uh, initially, there was uh, like the AI oh, attempt uh, to be like Star Wars, but Wes Anderson, Lord of the Rings, but Wes Anderson. And what what ultimately this movie goes to prove is that Wes Anderson is no AI, and he really does put his own spin on things, and he is able to create like really touching moments in his movies without, I don't know, just doing the same old thing. Like uh, what I found really interesting that I found as, as something new in his movies was how much the camera spun around. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of shots where uh, like you'd start and you, you basically like did a 360 or like a, a moving 360, almost like a figure eight of sorts, yeah. which uh, I found quite interesting and something that hadn't been done before or at least not to this degree in other Wes Anderson movies. Again, uh, you haven't seen them uh, to the same extent that I have, but uh, I, I was like, hey, uh, AI has nothing on Wes Anderson. <laughs> like, you might try, well, as much as AI tries to, to or, or uh, I don't know. Well, like, it's cap- not just Wes Anderson. Like, it's, it's any filmmaker. Because like, film is an art, and computers can't do art. Yep. And, like, and the people putting the prompts into the AI usually aren't... Uh, doing it for the artistic value they're doing it to get some sort of monetary or uh, social reward out of it definitely um like, there's actually dead reckoning mission possible talks a lot about that about ai and the evils of, e- 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 of it pretty 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 based based movie i will say um but yeah like just like a- a- ai as a trying to like as a profit profit machine like it's it's there's no good purpose for ai there, there really is, like not that we not that we've used yet as a society i think yeah and i don't think uh under capitalism ai will ever no. be used for the good of the people it'll because cap, capitalism is only meant to make money so as long as ai exists in, the, in its current form under, under cap, capitalism it can only be used to make money exactly uh under a different economic system like well what we would advocate for which is like socialism or communism uh yeah. where where the profit is made for the people then yeah. uh ai could be used as a way to make work obsolete or or uh the really bad jobs obsolete for the general public which i think yeah. is a good thing uh yeah. but now it is made it is used to take workers uh jobs or make them uh have a reason to pay workers less and yeah mm-hmm. anyways mm-hmm. back to the movie um <laughs> Uh, just some some final thoughts on it, I guess. Uh, it, this is one of my favorites. I found it to be one of the, like you're saying, it, it is comedic, but I found it also to be one of the most emotional ones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it as a, as someone who has like 
watched a lot of Wes Anderson since uh, I, I got really into Wes Anderson in like 2016 when I watched the Grand Budapest Hotel for the first time hmm. and uh, seeing kind of the growth in how he's able to sort of understand emotions and stuff in his movies since like when he first came up uh, to now it's, it's really interesting and I find that he does a really good job of sort of I guess tackling uh, the challenge of like people who tend to intellectualize things to then communicate their emotions. And like a lot of his movies are really digging into it and trying to understand it. Like, well, uh, at some points people have like complained that it gets a little repetitive, but I think Mm -hmm. that this sort of uh, repeating narrative that he has in his movies really forces you to, I don't know, I guess look into your own emotions and be like, I don't know how 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 am I processing stuff? Because uh, a lot of like like this movie, it's all about processing emotions. I would say, yeah. Uh, whether it be like lockdown, whether it be losing a loved one, whether it be, uh, like just a romantic relationship in general, it, it's it's really exploring how to uh, exp- exploring how to explore your emotions, and I, I found that to be uh, really well done and left me like thinking about it after the movie which i always think is a uh, a good sign of a, a well-made movie mm-hmm. um any thoughts on that yeah i was i was thinking about like what the what the alien means i'm mm-hmm. pretty sure my thoughts my interpretation the alien i'm pretty sure is in standing for god okay I think given, sorry, sorry to, no, yes, and a little bit too, too close to the sun, but like, I was, I was been thinking about the religious elements, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure what the, what the alien represents is God, because okay. like, it's there, but like, what it does or, or doesn't do isn't important. Yeah. Or like, or there's, or, or the, or it's kind of ambiguous, because like, the alien... Presumably leave some leaves something here a while ago, comes back, catalogs it, leaves. Like and like and like could that be God? Like either like the the god the god from Judaism or or, or Christianity with Jesus. Like, or is Jesus his catalog or is Jesus the cataloger for God of, of like okay, I'm I'm here here and here on earth now, things are happening. Okay, peace out, see you later type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, no, that that's a really interesting thought. I I really like that that idea. Uh, I hadn't really delved too much in my own understanding of what the alien was, but I, I like that one. Uh, I I can work with that. Um, but yeah, there, there's a lot of layers to this movie, and uh, it definitely sort of straddles the line between pop cinema and art house. I yes. think it's definitely leaning towards the more art housey feel in this movie, uh, which comes to my my sort of question to you so uh, like i've been seeing like a lot of like articles and stuff about people being like eh, it's kind of kind of confusing and not a lot of people or like it's it's like kind of like a 50 50 uh mix of people who like either like it or don't like it so i didn't really like well i won't claim to understand everything i wouldn't necessarily find it confusing would you find it confusing or like can you understand why people find it confusing the, the, this film Yes, I can see, I can see why. Like, 
Because it's all up to, inter- to interpretation. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, well, like, what do you interpret it as? Because, like, like well, wh- whether or not you buy into it having an insular singular purpose, like, if, if that's not your pur- purpose for you, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, so, sorry. I, I think I think I, I mentioned or uh, framed it a little wrongly. So yeah. Uh, uh, the confusion being with whether uh, with like the the TV show, the play, or the movie oh, uh, aspects of it. So clear. I thought that was quite clear. Well, because uh, like, like it's shot differently. It's framed because like the TV is stuff is in the Academy ratio. It's black and white. It's mm-hmm. pretty clear about that. And the movie or the the production is big colors, widescreen. Like they they couldn't be more different. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, in that sense, I was a little confused why people were confused. Yeah. But uh, there's literally nothing else that Wes Anderson could have done. Yeah. To, to make it more different. I don't know. So, um, yeah, ultimately, I really liked this movie. I would say it's my new favorite Wes Anderson movie. Well, that yeah. might change. But, uh, yeah. It might be it might be recency bias, but uh, yeah. I found it to be the most sort of heartfelt in uh, in in his collection that uh, I've seen so far. But uh, yeah, your final yeah, thoughts. Definitely. Yeah, I think it's real, really good. I think it's yeah, and probably also my favorite. From my from my favorite was Anderson again. Still, still behind. I haven't seen Tenenbaums or Darjeeling or Steve or Life Aquatic, but like, I, like it's you, great. you 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 haven't even seen all of Grad Budapest, which is widely considered like one of his best and most accessible. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, I, I've seen clips, I've seen parts, but here there, but I, I, I do need 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 to watch, watch, watch that one front to back. Yeah, I, I even think that the French Dispatch is kind of underrated. And I think we. I've seen that one too, Dedoy. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was. Did we did we do a podcast on that one? I think I'm, we did. I'm not sure. I don't know. Who, who yeah. knows anymore? <laughs> French Dispatch is great. Uh, that yeah. one's. Yeah. I, I think that one's greatly underrated. Definitely. But uh, yeah, I would give this two thumbs up. I would also give it two two thumbs up. I would, if I had if I had more thumbs, I'd give it a higher rating. But that's all I have. That's all you have. Well, that that that's that's a high praise for this movie. That, that's four thumbs out of four thumbs. <laughs> uh, and I will admit, I forgot to do the letterbox game, so no letterbox game this week. Really? Sorry, sorry to the fans. Uh, uh, one. Well, well. <laughs> We, we, we'll see about that next week when we talk about something. But uh, uh, do, do you have a recommendation for this week? Um, yes, I'm going to recommend Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Nice. Literally just got back before we started, before we started recording. Uh, it was great. I'm a big Mission, Mission Impossible guy. It's my second one I've seen in a theater. Mm-hmm. So, and, I, and my friend who I watched, this, this, this was his first theatrical Mission Impossible experience. And it was great. Okay. So, Tom Cruise did not disappoint. McCory was cooking. A lot of similarities to one, the first permission possible. So, the Palma heads will be pretty happy about that. Mm-hmm. So, okay, yeah. well that's good. My recommendation is also a movie I just watched before recording this, and that's Annihilation. Oh yeah. Uh, another thinker that I am still uh, <laughs> questioning. <laughs> the ending to that movie it's uh it, 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 there's a lot going on there for those of you who haven't seen that movie watch the movie and then be as confused as i am i would not have been able, I, I would not have been able to record a podcast at the, 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 the night of watching that, that movie 
my brain took a solid couple days to like get back to like semi-normal function. Yeah, it's 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 an experience. I'll tell you that much for free. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, oh, uh, you well, so it, that that's all the movie news for for this week. So uh, adios if, if you only want movie news. But uh, we have a, some some hyper local news as well, Cam. Sure. If you want to just uh, bring that up. Uh, yeah, so there's been, um, a petition going around in Winkler, Manitoba, which I'm from nearby there, not quite Winkler, but in the vicinity, mm-hmm. um, of, um, trying to ban or defund the public library in, the, in, the, in this area. It serves Winkler and Morden. Miami, Altona. Yeah. A few na- neighboring communities. Um, but yeah, there's been talks of like... So people are confusing or mis- or deliberately misinterpreting sex education with the good old I don't want to be demonetized CP specific railway mm-hmm. the d- different whatever but like trying to equate like how we view our bodies and sexuality and with like with like images of heinous stuff. Mm-hmm. Is I think that's really misappropri- misappropriating how we view sex. Yep. Um, like it's just it's really discouraging because it's obviously been being used as a way to to like ban like LGBT stuff from the library because they want to try and equate the those two things, even though there's no relation between child abuse and LGBT mm-hmm. stuff. Like there's just no like the the odds of whoever's doing stuff to children is not like the, 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 clearly doesn't it's more likely fact, to be it's more likely to be a pastor than like a drag yeah, queen or like it's someone from from the house it's someone from the like close to the family it's yeah. not it's not going to be like a drag queen at a whatever like, or 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 any any person under the under, under the LGBT umbrella it's just mm-hmm. not like it yeah it's just, that's, that's that's like so it's so there's been a few businesses that have been signed this. A few have come forward and said that they were either pressured or they were mis mis, mis- misread about what what it was they were they were signing. Mm-hmm. So it sounds sounds like as we've uh, as the day has gone on, there's been a few businesses who have stepped forward and said, actually, no, this is actually not. What it's, we... it's it's a story that's unfolding. So uh, like like it was originally sort of. So it was brought to a city council, like a Winkler city council meeting. So like, all, like this is all public record. So like, yeah. it's not like someone's like digging and like finding this stuff in some like sketchy back alley or something. Uh, but like the the Instagram account that we're getting this from is like the people who have kind of uh, brought this to light of the general public is called uh, Pamina Valley Amplified. Um, so yeah. if if you're interested in this, if you're from the Pamina Valley area, go give them a follow and. Uh, See, like, so they're they have like the whole list on there, uh, and they're also doing like a, a Excel spreadsheet right now. Is is what like they've been saying that they're gonna put up on their website soon. Yeah, uh, and then with and then with like a note on the ones that uh, have come forward and said that they were pressured into it. Uh, mm. they're, they're not removing the names because like they still signed the petition, um, but uh, like giving like a note being like, hey, like if you want to like talk to the owners of these business that signed it here's their information kind of thing yeah uh yeah that it's it sucks that we're going down a, a road of 
fascist uh, book bannings and such. But uh, that is the world we live in. I'm I'm glad that there is uh, there was quite a bit of outrage about seeing this. That a lot of people are very disappointed in their community, and uh, that shows some hope of, of a fight. That like that you, like people who still live there, like like you, uh, can have at least some hope. I, I know if I lived there, I'd probably be pretty hopeless. But uh, yeah. th- there there is still some hope uh, in a certain sense. Uh, at least I, from the outside looking in, hope I hope you feel that way. Definitely. That there is some hope, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it sucks. But there, there it is. It happened. It, it's happening. So yeah. we'll see. All right. Well, thank you for listening to. Uh, On that episode. note, uh, tune in next week when we talk about something. A movie, ideally. <laughs> bye <Bye-bye> bye now. <laughs>